And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Hello, and welcome back to the Star of the Show podcast. I'm your host, Delaney Swift, and welcome. This episode is with such a beautiful, kind, hearted soul, truly an angel in human form. Her name is Kay Sky Donner, and she is my friend who I actually met through, I met her online. I met her through my previous business slash life coach, and I won't go into it too much because we talk about the story in the episode, but it is hard not to love Kay Sky. She is a life coach, and we talk all about her journey to becoming a life coach, talking about how she pivoted and shifted careers. She's tried multiple businesses, and we talk about that journey. She also now lives in New Zealand with her husband, who is from New Zealand. So we talk about what it's like living in a completely different country than your family while being an entrepreneur and just what's different about living in a completely different country. But not only that, running your own business from a different country. K-Sky, I've seen her journey from, I don't want to say start to finish, but I have seen her grow so much, and it's so cool to witness a friend really live out their dreams. She was talking about living in a different country, about living in Bali, about living in New Zealand, about being a life coach, and she's really done the damn thing, and it's so cool to witness someone that you know do things that they love. She talks about all of the habits and the routines that she's implemented into her lifestyle to get where she is now and how pivotal that has been in creating the life that she really dreamt up. So there is something for you in this episode if you are looking to make a career change, if you want to work with a life coach, if you feel like you're struggling and you just don't know what your purpose is, you're not happy in where you are right now, maybe you're looking to move to a different country. I don't know. But K-Sky's story is amazing. I love her. I know that you will love her. Like if you don't love her, literally what are you doing? Because she's such a kind human. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story in this episode. We also recorded an episode on her podcast, which will be live the same day that this podcast goes live. So once you listen to this episode, go on over to her podcast, the Finding Your Power podcast, and listen to our episode where she interviews me. And now, welcome K-Sky Donner to the Star of the Show podcast. Well, I'm really excited to have you, and welcome to the show. Woo! I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, for people listening... um, K-Sky and I met in kind of an interesting way, and I feel like we should tell the story before we kind of kick this off because it's kind of random, but also very, very us. Yes. So I literally have in my notes written down, we're both Gemini manifestors. (laughs) Which is a lot. (laughs) Exactly. So we can kind of tell the story so that people get some context here, but when we were both kind of going through like coaching. Um, I don't know if it was like business or, you know, life coaching. We were working with the same coach. And so we had like a group of us that all got together and met on these group calls. But do you want to kind of share like where you were at that time in your life? Because I feel like you've come so far since then. Yes. Okay. So 
I was like right fresh into a quarter life crisis, honestly. Like I was we love that. 25. What am I doing with my life? Everything on the outside looks perfect. And it is perfect on the outside, but on the inside, I'm feeling so unaligned. And so I did this thing called Well, I called it a two-week reset where I reset my mind, my body, and my spirit. And basically what happened in that period of time is I connected to my intuition. And so long story short, my intuition led me into working with that coach. It was like this light bulb moment where I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to get certified as a life health coach. And then I also would like to work with a coach and meet like-minded people through that. And so I think I messaged that coach and signed up within like two minutes. Like I was just like right away, which is part of our energy. I feel like sometimes as well, like that manifester, like go, go, go. And so when I signed up with her, I think you had already been in the group and the other two girls that we're friends with had already been in the group, like very freshly. And I asked her on our first call, I said, I know we're going to have these like group coaching calls with everyone, but I am like dying to meet people. And I was wondering if any of the girls that you're working with right now, you think would be aligned. And so she gave me your name, Vandita's and Georgia's. And I was so nervous to lady. I like put together this like little message and I think I sent it to you guys on Instagram. Do you remember that? I like, yeah. I think it was, was it Instagram? I couldn't remember if it was like Instagram or Facebook or didn't we have like a chat? We had a a group. I I think we had a Facebook group through like Mm -hmm. coaching with her, but I remember, I think I reached out to you guys like on Instagram and created a group and I, I was so nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, what if I get ghosted? Like what if no one wants to be friends with me? And anyways, we all hopped on a call like just not knowing each other. I don't even think we'd had a group. Do you remember? Had we had like a group thing with Chelsea yet? No, no. I don't think we had a, a group call at all yet. I think it was, but I was like equally as excited and I think everyone else was too. And then that call ended up being like hours long. Remember? I know. Yeah, it was amazing. I felt like, oh my gosh, this is one of those moments where you're right where you're supposed to be. And I was just so happy that she gave me y'all's names. But I just remember like creeping on your profiles and be like, oh my gosh, they're so cool. <laughs> they look so cool. I'm so nervous. Um, but anyways, here we are. And then I know. we met in person and all the other things. For me, I feel like I don't even want to call it like a spiritual awakening because I feel like that's such an like overused term. And I don't even know what it was, but I feel like that was the time in my life where I started to like prioritize myself and like Mm want to invest in myself and like kind of remove the things from my life that didn't really serve me anymore and start to have like more aligned friendships. And I was so excited because I finally started feeling like I was on the wavelength that I, you know, wanted to be and connecting with you girls was like the best thing ever. And then, yeah, all of us stayed connected for a very long time, like we would voice message each other every single day through, you know, some of us were like starting businesses or posting on social media or, you know, all of the above. And we would just like voice note each other every single day through like so much. And then that this was when I was living in Ohio still. And then we all met up in St. Petersburg when I had to like just moved there a few months prior and yes, had a so little crazy. girl weekend. Yeah, that was so fun. We were all going through like massive, well, 
yeah, I felt like we were all going through massive transitions. You quit your job to pursue something else. You move to a completely different place. I mean, that is a lot of change. And I quit my job as a realtor and completely was like, I'm going full-time life coaching. And yeah, it was just like all of these things that we were doing together, which is so helpful to have people in that similar stage of like getting rid of what's no longer serving you so you can step into what is. And I'm just really grateful we had each other during that transition. Me too. Because like looking back on, that was three years ago, literally three years ago, like looking back on that time, I feel like I was a whole different person. And I kind of just like want to give myself a hug back then. But I agree with you. I think having the the four of us Mm. being able to lean on each other was really pivotal pivotal in that moment. Mm. But why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about what's been going on the past three years? I know that's probably (laughs) a long story, but you have obviously seen such a change since that time and you've taken your business full time. So tell us a little bit about how you made that change because obviously before starting, you were new in the life coaching um, business. You had moved from being a realtor. So tell us a little bit about that that change. Okay. So let me pace myself back a bit. So three years ago, I was working full-time as a real estate agent. Basically what happened is my husband's from New Zealand, as you know, and we went to New Zealand in very early 2020 to see if we wanted to move here. And we decided that, yep, we're going to move here. We're going to give this a go. And I applied for a visa, which was extremely it was just like a lot of work and then expensive and doctor's appointments to get all of the paperwork in. And so I applied for that. Yep. Done. Paid for. And then literally probably a few weeks later, COVID started coming about. Like people started talking about it. And then all of a sudden flights were closing down and I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to get back home to the States. And that if I stayed here, I didn't know what was going to happen because if my visa didn't come in, I wasn't going to be able to work and make money over here. And it was just like a scary situation. So we made the hard decision to fly back to the US and just like we had no plan because our plan had been like out the window. So we came home. And before that, we had been all over the place, you know, running different types of businesses, doing different types of things, traveling, all of the things. So it was kind of like this nice period of rest, which I feel very privileged that I was able to like go home during COVID, stay with my parents, just kind of like regroup a bit. And during that period of time, my mom, who was a real estate agent, she still is, she was just getting an influx of business and she was just weighing over her head. She needed to hire and she really wanted to hire someone someone um, that could just like be there in the grind with her, someone she could trust, all of the things. So she encouraged me to get my real estate license, which I never even like paused to think if that was something I actually wanted to do. I just did it because I didn't have a job at that time. I didn't know what I wanted. And I was like, mm, like, let's just see how this goes. That's pretty much my personality. Let's just, let's just see how this goes. So I got my real estate license or I started studying for that. It was a very quick period. My mom was like, you need it now. I need you now. So I studied, studied, studied. And During that time, my brother, this is very random, but he was blowing up on TikTok. So he had a few million followers on TikTok and they were all asking him for clothing and like merch. And he didn't have the finances or 
really the time to kind of give that his all to build a merch company. And I basically negotiated with him and put myself in that little business deal. And I was like, I will help you fund it. I will do all of the back end work. All you have to do is market it. I will do everything else so that we can get this business up and running. And so at the same time I was studying for real estate, I was also starting up this clothing company with my brother. And long story short, for some reason, for some miracle, I passed my real estate exam. I was shocked. I was like, oh my god. How gosh. long does it take? I don't know how long it really takes most people, but my mom, I think I got it done in like a month and a half maybe, which was really fast. Like I was studying a lot and I had to take two tests. One was like I don't even know. I can't hardly even remember. I was, you can tell I wasn't that passionate about it. But I did study really hard. And when I went and sat the main one, the two-hour test, they don't tell you what you made. They just tell you if you pass or fail. So I don't know if I passed by like one point or if I got 100. I don't think I got 100. But I was surprised. And then I was thrown straight into that world like of real estate, which is super lucky for me mm-hmm. um, or anyone who like wants to be in that world. But it just wasn't my passion. So I was like, whoa. So what was happening is I was working full time as a real estate and then as a real estate agent. And then I was also working basically full time getting this clothing company up and running. I was shipping packages every night. I was, it was just a mess. And my heart was with the clothing label and not with real estate, but I felt like an extreme amount of guilt because I wanted to help my mom, but I was also making a lot of money and I was providing for myself. And yeah, it was just like all of these mixture of emotions tied in. And I think what was happening is I just was verging on the edge of burnout and not really asking myself what I actually wanted. So Then what happened and why I became a life coach, I think, is inside of my brother's community where we were, you know, doing all of the merch stuff and the clothing and the journals and all the things we were doing, there was also, I noticed, a need for some sort of like community aspect and helping other women build confidence. Like a lot of the women in the community were kind of... I don't want to say unconfident, but just not like they didn't have self-trust. Maybe they weren't really putting themselves first. They didn't know even how to ask themselves what they wanted, which is so interesting because I was kind of in that same, I guess, space. And so I asked my brother if I could create a two week course for them. And he said, yes. And I think I sold it for like $27. And it was just, it was nothing to make money for. It was simply just to get a certain amount of women inside who wanted to pay for it to pay attention, but it wasn't going to break the bank. And it was just two weeks. So I got about, I think we ended up with like 200 to 250 women in this group. And they went through the course. We had, I was hopping on calls left, right, and center. And with everyone in the group, whether it was group coaching or if someone just needed like a one-on-one, which I didn't know this these terms back then. But if someone just wanted to call me and ask for advice, I was like, yeah, call me. Who cares? I'm like on the way to show a house, but I'll give you some advice. And during that, someone said, you know, you can be paid for this. Like this is actually a career This as a life coach. And so I think at that point, like a light bulb went off for me. And at the same time, I was just slowly like just hating my job as a realtor. Like I'd get in my car after work and I would cry and I would scream like I hate my life. Like that, like that actually was my life. 
And then I would like want to just race right to pack um, orders and to like hop on calls with random women to like help them with their breakup or whatever they're going through. So that was kind of happening to lead me to where I got to the point where I had a breakdown. I had a quarter life crisis. And during this period of time where I reset my mind, my body, and my spirit, that's when I felt like I was confident enough to make to listen to my intuition, make a decision on what I wanted. And since then, this is like the longest winded answer. But since that moment of making a decision, I have committed, which I think is something I haven't done ever in my life, like fully committed to something um, career-wise. Like I've been a career hopper. I don't know. Is that a term? Like a career hopper? Yeah. 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 I've hopped around from passion to passion, thing to thing. Like I'm not afraid to try something new, but life coaching was like the first thing where I was like, this is actually soul aligned. This is where I'm meant to be. And it's been so difficult and like so much of a self-development journey of my own because it's like a mirror (laughs) to everything I'm going through, but it has been like the one thing that has just, I've just been so sure about in my life. And that is just so like, I've just never experienced that before, except with my husband or like with friends, but not with a career. And yeah, so I guess the past three years has really just been me fighting for my dream and working through like all of the the things and the feelings and and the thoughts that say, I can't have what I want, or I'm not going to be good at this, or I should just give up like working through all those things that do keep coming up even three, what, two and a half. I just celebrated two full years. So like two and a half years in almost. That's crazy. And I, I mean, I don't know if this is just something that I make up in my head, but I do feel like we've talked about this a lot, like manifestors or like Geminis are people that are more impulsive or, mm. you know, want to chase something that feels like really aligned. And it's, it's hard for me personally. I don't, I think you're, you may be the same, but to like do something that doesn't feel right or doesn't feel good deep down and I think it's really cool to find that and honestly I'm inspired by you because to have something that you are so passionate about and to be able to be consistent with it is amazing and I feel like that's half the freaking battle so Mm -hmm. what has it looked like to be consistent with this over you know the past two years and I'm sure there's challenges that come up and things that come up in your head where you're like okay this is a hard day. You know, what does that journey look like to just keep showing up? Have there been challenges that you've had to face? Oh yeah. There's been so many challenges. I think like consistency for me, like doesn't look the same every single day and being okay with that. Cause I would get into this spiral, this like self sabotage, self-doubt, self, I don't want to say hate, but like this negative spiral where if I'm not perfect, like that all or nothing mentality, if I'm not perfectly consistent one day, perfectly productive, I'm like, I'm a horrible person. Why do I even have a business? <laughs> like this yep. is, I should just quit now, you know, because I, I it. yeah, it's, it's hard. I think that's part of our, our manifestor energy though, is that we do need a lot of rest and being able to be okay with that. And to know that and to honor that for me has been huge. Like understanding that I'm someone who can get eight hours of work done in two hours if I'm energized. And so because of those bursts, those creative bursts, those big bursts, I need a lot of rest. And so I think that's been key to my consistency is finding 
that compassion for myself and being able to allow myself to rest and for my consistency and productivity not to look like everyone else's has been huge because my husband, he can like work all day, all week, like up into the hours. And it's very triggering sometimes. It's like very, it's like a mirror to me. And I don't know, it makes me feel like sometimes I fall short or like, where could I be if I had that work ethic, but we're different. And Casey, you are the first person (laughs) to ever say this, that like, oh, it's just making me so happy because I feel the exact same way. Mm. And I'm like, who's talking about it? No one. And I'm like, how do these women or wives or very successful men not get triggered triggered mm, by this? Mm. Like, especially if they're also businesswomen, because men and women's energy are so different. Like mm. our hormone cycles recycle every 30 days, for example, men's recycle every 24 hours. So there's that. But then also it's like, I think men are just so one track minded and, you know, we're all over the place in our heads. And I get so triggered by Daniel. He's an entrepreneur, obviously. So he's go, go, go constantly can just be on all the time, (laughs) energy level at a hundred. And I get triggered by it too. Cause I'm like, I don't feel, I physically do not feel good enough to be doing, you know, a hundred percent right now. And that's very hard, especially when you live with someone. So Mm. thank you for saying that because I have never related to something so hard. <laughs> it's hard when you, you know, you want to feel good enough to be doing something every day, but your energy levels just aren't there. Yeah, um, I know. But I like what you said about like consistency looks different every day. And that's honestly enlightening for me right now. So what, like, if you could give an example, like what does consistency mean to you when it looks different every day? Is that just doing one thing a day to kind of get you in the right direction? Or is that just asking yourself, you know, what do I feel like doing today? This is like probably not the best answer, but it is an honest one. I just have like stopped creating so many rules for myself. Like, what does this look like? I, I It's like, I cannot even give an honest answer to that. Yes, I make to-do lists. Yes, I get the things done that I need to get done. Um, I tend to leave things sometimes to the last minute if it's not like the most important thing. But at the end of the day, I don't have like all of these rules anymore. I was so all or nothing and I would just beat myself up because of it. So I really just have tried to, what I've done is I've developed self-trust and I know what I want. Like I have a big vision. I know what I want. And as long as I'm like walking towards that in some way, every single day, I feel like that's what success is to me. We all know what it feels like if you get at the end of the if you get to the end of your day and you haven't done something that you promised yourself you would do. So I, it doesn't feel good. So I think for me, it's like making sure I'm keeping the promises I make myself and not over promising, not putting all of these rules and guidelines and regulations around like what I need to be to be productive or consistent. Because the thing is, is like I have built a business. So it's like, it's not like I'm not consistent. It's not like I'm not productive. Um, Mm -hmm. It just looks different. And we don't have a lot of representation of people who are not. The thing I keep hearing is like, sleep when you're dead. And like, you need to work 12 hours a day. Yes, sometimes I do work a 12 hour day. Sometimes I work a 14 hour day, but most of my days don't look like that. And something that has really been so eye opening to me, which might help you, I'm not sure, is 
what's so interesting about my job and why I know that it's meant for me is because I have never, and I'm so honest about this and you might be like, well, that's crazy, but I have never gotten on or prepared for a coaching call and been on a call and not felt like energized by it or like excited for it. It's the other things in my job that I don't love that maybe are harder to be consistent, but the actual coaching I'm obsessed with. Like I could be on calls all day long every day, you know? So that's interesting. Like with every other job, I haven't felt really like that. I felt like I wanted to procrastinate, push away. I don't feel like that when I'm actually coaching. So finding something that you don't feel like running from or needing rest from. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's always going to be ups and downs in any career. So it's, like finding what actually like excites you and energizes you and just like know that there's, there's going to be challenges and there's going to be some things you don't love. Like, of course, there's like, you know, the, the taxes and like the admin stuff that's like not always fun. But if the core of what it is is really exciting to you, then I think it's that's, you know, what you got to follow. What What is like a rule that you would tell yourself in the past? Like what is something that you would make up in your head that you would have to follow? I need to work nine to five with a 30 minute lunch break, or I need to post a certain amount of content per week or like just these random, yeah, just these random things. If I probably something that comes up now that I really like have to check myself and keep working through is that I don't need to be posting every single day to be successful. That is something that's so hard for me to get my head around probably because of the podcast I listen to and the people I surround myself with. Um, Mm -hmm. But content is like a really hard one for me to like remain consistent with. And so I tend to like try to make rules around the things that are hard to remain consistent with. Um, Mm -hmm. But like the nine to five, that's one. My mom said to me when I first started life coaching, because I would do like this three hour morning routine, she would make these like little comments to me, which fair enough, but like that's not like that's not part of your job. And so I would get like really like in my head where I'm like, okay, yeah, even though I'm not working real estate, even though I'm working life coaching, I still need to wake up at 5 a.m. to do a three-hour morning routine because I can't do it during a nine to five work day because that just isn't gonna work. In reality, it's like that what that's her projecting onto me. And what I've realized is the more I pour into myself, the more I can pour into others. And so now like a morning routine is non-negotiable and I don't care what time I do it. It's going to happen before I hop on a call. What rules, do you have some rules? Yeah. I mean, I definitely have the content creation rule and I don't even know some half the time. I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. why am I making up this rule in my head? I don't know. That one's definitely a hard one. I think it's too, because we see it all the time. So we think everyone else is doing all this stuff. And what's frustrating for me too, is that a lot of people have resources to be making all of this content and blasting it out for them all day long while they're focusing on other things. Mm. And I don't know, I could probably ask someone to do my content or pay them. Right. But I think it's just, we're seeing it so often. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes and it's, we're all, you know, we're all just comparing ourselves all the time and it's so easy to do so, but definitely, I mean, I have all sorts of rules that I make up in my head and that's just like the perfectionism in me. And mm-hmm. I, I hear it when I'm talking and I hear it when I'm talking in therapy and I'm, and my therapist calls me out and she's like, it sounds like 
you expect X, Y, and Z. It sounds like you expect (laughs) to have a perfect day every day. And I'm like, shit, you're right. Mm. So, I mean, I definitely relate to the, to everything you were saying. And too, like I have a nine to five and I don't feel like people can be productive every hour, every minute from nine to five. Mm. I don't think you can. You're going to hit a slump. You're going to be tired. You're going to be distracted. You're going to be thinking about other things. It's just, I don't think it's realistic, especially in this work from home age, we have a million distractions and like, we got to do our laundry. We got to do all these other things. So I don't know. I, I definitely agree with everything you were saying. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting conversation. I think also like I used to think if I wasn't consistent and I didn't follow these rules. I was lazy. Um, or, uh, all these other beliefs I'd make up about myself. I wouldn't be successful. And I don't want anyone to think like, not that I'm not doing this occasionally, but it's not like I'm just not working and scrolling on my phone and binge watching shows and like just sitting in the dark crying or like just <laughs> taking a thousand naps. Like sometimes, sometimes I do all of those things. But like during my rest, I try to have productive rest. So I'll read or I'll go for a walk or go to the gym, call a friend um, or I'll just go like sit down at the beach and just meditate or think like I try to have rest that is actually going to fill up my cup rather than just scrolling on my phone and kind of getting myself deeper and deeper and deeper into like this wormhole. Um, So I do try to have some sort of productive rest, which could be just like another rule. I don't know. I I think, you know, we do need to be self-disciplined in certain areas to have a happy mind and to feel successful. So I I think it's just being aware, just being aware of all of this and realizing what makes me feel good, what doesn't make me feel good. I like to operate by the thought of like, choose your hard. That's something that's coming up a lot for me lately. It's really hard to like not feel confident in your body and to sit down and just watch TV and to like make poor choices and to not get movement. And it's like, that's hard. Like that's really hard. That feeling of just feeling like, oh, it's just as hard as going to the gym, you know, or like getting outside for some fresh air or making a, you know, some sort of meal that's going to nourish you. Both of those things are hard. So I constantly am asking myself, which hard would I rather, you know, have? Which one's going to bring my future self the better outcome? So that's something I've been asking myself a lot lately. I completely agree with that. I think there's always going to be something like a downside to something, right? Like Mm. there's, it sucks to wake up and go to the gym early, but it sucks to not like the way you feel. And honestly, I need it for my mental health. Like I will feel physically and mentally not good if I don't, you know, do some sort of movement and movement doesn't happen every day. But even if I just go for a walk, I always feel better afterwards. But I feel like it's really hard to find this balance of like having these like healthy habits, but also having balance and flexibility. Mm. Because for me, I think I'm like, okay, I want to do all these things. I want to get all these things done. And I'm of the mind of like productive rest, just like you were saying, like you don't have to sit down and scroll or watch TV, but maybe go for a walk and listen to a podcast. Like that's just as restful for me. But sometimes I get in this loop of like, am I not allowing myself to actually just chill out Mm. because I have this perfectionist, you know, mindset of I have to get all these things done or my day's a loss type of thing. And I'm, I'm working through that, but yeah. I understand that. I think, again, it goes back to self-trust. Like, everything for me goes back to self-trust because, like, yesterday – I'll tell you about my day yesterday. I woke up. I did my morning routine. I went to a cafe, did 
two and a half hours of work, voice noted my private clients, came home, made lunch, watched Queen Charlotte's last episode just because I wanted to. Then I, what did I do after that? I can't remember that there's a, there's a gap there. I might've done like a little tidy of my space or something, went for a walk, got a massage, came home, made dinner and just hung out with my husband. Like that was yesterday. That's not even like a really productive day. If, if I was being really judgy with myself, I'd be like, oh my God, I didn't do enough for a Tuesday. Um, and I think that sounds really productive and really fulfilling. Yeah. And it's like, maybe it's not that I'm saying never watch TV or never scroll on social media. It's just having like, having this, the know, like the knowing within yourself of what is going to serve you best in the moment. Like what is going to give you more in the moment and allowing that to look different than it does for other people and to be okay. Another example I can give is like around alcohol. And I could actually be overstepping with this because I don't, really feel as if I've ever had a bad relationship with alcohol, but I think it's because I haven't really given many rules to it or like labeled myself in such a way. So what I mean by that is I can have so much fun going out and not drinking, and I can also have fun going out and drinking, and I just don't make either of those things mean anything about me. And I think it's so awesome that so many people are like sober curious right now. Like I think it's a really cool um, concept. And I honestly think a lot of people probably would operate better if they didn't drink, um, just in general, but yeah, I agree. Why do we have to be so one way or the other all the time, unless you actually have a problem or you really, really need it for your mental health to be one way or the other. It's like, why do we have to fit ourselves inside of this rule? Like why can't one day I want to go out with my girlfriends and get a spritz and then not drink for two months and then another day go out. You know what I mean? It's like, why do we have to have so it, these definitions, these rules, they just make me feel bad about myself. Instead, I could just listen to what my gut and my intuition is telling me. So I don't know. It's like when I've been disconnected from that, that's when everything isn't working. And when I am connected to that, that's when everything in my life actually works. It doesn't mean it's always easy, but it's just like, at least I know I'm doing and making choices and being authentically True me. to yourself. Yeah. 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 You're like listening to yourself and what you need or what you want in that time and letting yourself be okay with that. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's key. I kind of agree with you with the whole alcohol thing too. Um, I'm loving that people are sober curious. And I know that you have had to create like a lot of, or maybe you haven't, but it seems like you've had to kind of shift your lifestyle a little bit so that you can, you know, build this business. And, you know, maybe you've had to build boundaries in place with friendships or family or just things in your own life. Mm. And like, what has it looked like over the past couple of years? Have you had to do that with friends and family? And have you had to say no to things a lot because of building this business? And what does it, what does that look like for you? I don't know if I'd say I'd, I have to say no to things Mm -hmm. like, but I definitely do have different priorities or I have had different priorities over the past two, three years to build a business. I, I don't know. It's just been something that's been really important to me over the past few years. And I'm not, I don't necessarily think there's been like an abundance of balance in my life. Like I've been really focused on the business and like creating my dream life and in my vision board life. Like I'm trying 
to, or I am creating it. And because of that, it has required me to spend a lot of time alone, spend a lot of time in thought, spend a lot of time building a bigger vision. But what's really cool is all of my friends understand. All of my friends are supportive. You know, I don't think I've had to like let a friend go that nothing is coming to mind. I also have opened up to new types of friendships. That's like how you and I met, you know, like people that I probably never would have met before. I've had count like a few different mentors that have opened me up to different worlds of people. So I don't think it's necessarily that I've had to like let anything go, but my priorities have shifted. Um, But that's not to say that I wouldn't be there for a friend in need or that I don't still catch up. I'm also on the other side of the world right now. So that makes it a little bit easier. (laughs) So, um, but with my With my mom, I have had in the beginning, not anymore, in the beginning, I had to have really strong boundaries because the thing is, I know I'm like a broken record with self-trust, but if I had not had that in the beginning, which it was small, if I hadn't had that, I would have gone back to real estate. I wouldn't have listened to my gut because it did not make sense what I was doing. It really didn't. Like going into life coaching, it wasn't like a huge thing when I started, Um, or maybe it was, but no one I knew knew about it. And... I think like the boundaries I had to put in place with my mom and making sure that she wasn't swaying me because I really care about what she thinks because she's my mom. I think that's normal and natural, but not letting her opinions, her lens of the world affect me and mine. And um, that's hard to do. Like that's so hard to do with family, you know, when you have a dream. So hard, especially when it's family, because it's like of course you're going to care mm-hmm. what they think and you want them to you want it's like you want their approval because you care about them and you respect them and you love them so it's hard to have I think for me it's hard to to like you know have I don't want to say boundaries but to and I don't want to say like be my own person but I don't know. It's just, it's hard with parents, especially too, because it's like, they raised you, you know, they, they brought you up, they taught you life. And then it's like, when there's maybe something that, you know, you don't agree on, then it's like, Oh God, like this feels so uncomfortable and so icky. And it's like, I don't have anything like against you, obviously, but it's like, I just, this is an uncomfortable thing that I haven't had to deal with before. And now I'm an adult and I do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. I mean, I can, I can remember when I told my mom that I was quitting real estate and I was going to be a life coach. I remember where I was. We were in public. We were at a restaurant. I was with my dad, Luke, my mom. And I told her that I was going to give myself three months. I was going to take, I was not doing any real estate for three months. I'd saved up enough money to be able to do that. I was going to go full time or at least attempt to. And if I couldn't make it work in that three months, then I'd go back to real estate. My mom thought I was crazy. We were crying. I was hysterically crying in the middle of a restaurant, like just no shame. (laughs) My my mom was like, if you leave now, like you're not getting paid for the, like the rest of the month, you know, she's just scared. And she's like, this is how much you're not going to be making. Like, are you sure this is a good decision? Like just everything. Um, She's so terrified for me. I'm terrified for me. We're all terrified. It's COVID. Like who knows what's going on. But the thing is I had already gotten so clear and I just had to do it. It's like either I trust myself and I try this and it doesn't work out 
and I pivot because I'm just a massive pivoter, I can live with that. I can live with going for something that is on my heart and it not working out and giving it my all and it not working out. And then I can always go back to real estate. I can always go back to the life I was living. But if I never try, I'll never know. And I'm going to have to live with that. If I do what my mom says, I'm going to have resentment. And that's not fair to her and it's not fair to me. And so I just, at the end of the day, I I just knew I had to do it. Like I was either going to be unhappy because of my decision or I was going to be unhappy because of hers. And I would rather be unhappy because of mine because at least I knew that I did it. And like, if you really think about it, this could be our only life, right? This is the only life we know of. Why not? Like, why not? You can always come back to where you are now. That's what I kept telling myself. I can always live this life I'm doing now. I know how to do it. I know how to make this amount of money. I know how to be around these people. I know how to live in this town. I know how to do this job. I know how to have this. I can always come back. It's like my energetic minimum. That's what I would tell myself over and over again. And then I just started. I just started running towards my dream. And yeah, all the craziness that comes with that, (laughs) you know, trying to, it's definitely scary. Yeah. I mean, I, you're literally the master pivoter. You're Mm. an expander for me in that way. I feel like you have had to do it. You've done it so many times, or at least I don't know if it feels like that to you, but I just admire the way that you have like put your head down and like, I'm doing this and like, I don't care. I'm going for it. I'm trying this X, Y, Z, whatever it is. So for someone who is, you know, maybe up at a crossroads and they need to, you know, pivot where they're at in life or they, they tried something and it hasn't worked out and they, they need to try something new. What advice can you give to that type of person in that situation? What I did when I was in that situation is I cut out all of the noise. So I, when I I gave myself a two week reset where I did not get on social media, any type, I did not listen to podcasts. I did not watch TV. All I did was just fuel my mind with books and my own thoughts journaled. I did, I moved my body every day. It wasn't like really intense. It was just like maybe a walk or a stretch, sometimes Pilates, doesn't matter. I nurtured my body with healthy food. I was basically trying to just cut out all the toxins so I could feel what was going on inside of me. So that would be my first step. Like, are you bombarded with all of this noise? Um, Just, yeah, all of this noise. Are you, you know, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing any. I was just completely clear. So that would be my first tip, which is hard. Like, that is hard, um, getting clear. But when you hit that rock bottom, like, I had no other choice. That's kind of how I felt. Sometimes you do have to hit that rock bottom to be able to have the discipline to do a challenge like that. So that's what I did. Um, and then I, I think for me, like I just didn't allow myself to get caught up in like, what if it doesn't work out or like what that would mean about me? Like, it doesn't mean anything about me if things didn't work out. I've had, I mean, let's think I've run a restaurant. I've had a travel company. I've had a clothing company. And all of these things made me money. Like, it's not like they weren't even successful. There's been a few things that haven't been successful at all here and there, like a few different ideas. I've been like um, in social media for a furniture company. I've been a realtor. Like I've done so many random things and pivoting when when they didn't feel good or they didn't work out, I didn't let that mean anything about me negative. Like I'm just like, oh, 
it's not working for me. So I'm going to shift. So my, my tip would be to not like, not make it mean anything about you to remember that you're here for a short time. Who knows how long you owe it to yourself to get clear on what you want and go for it. And think about like, if you have to think about what the worst is that could happen, it's probably that you're going to land back where you are now. That's really what I would say. And don't, you know, I'm someone who I feel like I have to shout my dreams from the rooftop. I didn't really have to tell my mom. I needed to tell her I was quitting, but I didn't have to tell her what I was doing. Um, So you can also keep your dreams close. That's another boundary. You don't have to tell everyone what you're doing. You don't even have to tell your parents if you're quitting your job to do something else um, or your friends or whoever if it's not like directly affecting them because I only said that because I'm working with my mom. I, you know, I had to tell her I wasn't showing up. (laughs) You're like, I'm actually not going to be there on Monday. So um, just wanted to tell you now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. I think it's like, you really don't have to tell everyone. And that's hard for some people. I think it's, it was hard for me specifically in the past because, you know, you've, I think there's just this innate thing in me that felt like I had to explain myself to people. I'm definitely getting over that now. And I think Mm. therapy helps with that a lot. But I do think there's a lot of people out there probably listening to this that do feel like they have to explain themselves to people and feel like they owe it to the world or they owe it to the people in their life for an explanation. And that's just simply not true. I mean, there's some things that maybe do require an explanation if it's affecting someone else, but if it's not affecting anyone else, it's none of their business. You really do not have to let anyone in on what you're doing with your own life. So yeah, that's definitely a good reminder. And why are you sharing? Like for me, it might be because I want permission. Like maybe yeah. I'm wanting my mom's permission or her blessing, but reassurance. Yeah. But again, that's for me to cultivate within myself. You know, yeah. that that's me taking my power back or giving my power away is making someone else responsible for validating my idea. Um, yeah. Whereas like when you can learn to do that for yourself, it gets a lot easier. But like therapy, super helpful. Um, having a coach that I mean, I can't say enough about that. Having like minded people who are going through the same thing like you and Georgia and Vendita, like, oh, my gosh, that's so helpful. So all of those things combined if, if I wasn't on my own, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I had a team. Um, so yes, like my family maybe didn't understand at the time. My husband did. My husband was like, you go girl, like just do it. And you know, I was the one making the money for our family. I just think that's important to know. He was in school. He didn't have a job. So I was taking a huge financial risk. Um, so I know sometimes you can hear the story and be like, well, that's easy because so-and-so is financially supporting you, but that was not my case. And if that is your case, that's even more reason to go. Honestly, I'm like, that's amazing. Nice. Yeah, that would be amazing. And, um, now like Luke is working. So it's really nice because I can take a few more risks and I can invest in myself in a few different ways. But, um, I didn't wait for that. Yeah. Was that a a mental struggle for you at the time? Or were you so like narrowed in on your goals that you just didn't allow yourself to think about it? Um, well, I had three months of like living saved. So I, I, wasn't just like I quit my job and I have like I'm in an enormous amount of debt plus I don't have any income coming in. It's like I had saved for three months. I was I don't want to say the word responsible. That sounds like a little bit 
of a weird word to choose, but I was prepared in that sense. Um, so I'm not recommending you just like quit your job with no plan. You do you, but that would not be my recommendation. I actually did have three months saved up. I knew that I could get a job at the end of that three months if I needed to. I was not putting myself in this huge financial, um, crisis, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that was scary. I didn't know if I could get a client. I didn't know if anyone would want to work with me. I had no idea. You know, I didn't, that was what was scary. Well, I was more scared of having to like get a job. It wasn't a question of whether I would or not, if it didn't work out because I would, because I'm going to support myself. It was more like, oh my gosh, this is terrifying that the thing that is setting my soul on fire might not work. That was more scary for me. I would imagine for me, like moving to a whole different country Mm. on top of things. I know for you, you'd been there before your husband's from there, but like tell whoever's listening about like that change from moving to the U.S. to living in New Zealand now and what it's like, you know, building a business, but also, you know, maybe missing home and Mm. and what that experience has been like for you. So right, I've been in New Zealand since November. So that's where my husband's from. He was locked out during COVID. So it was really important that we come back and just spend some time over here so he can like calm his nervous system, see his people and see if like the, this is like a lifestyle we would want. Um, and previous to that, we actually were in Bali for three and a half, four months. That was a goal of mine. Like I wanted to go over to Bali and see if it's somewhere I wanted to live. So we have been kind of bouncing around, which is interesting, but that is one reason I love the business I have because it provides me that freedom, you know, of time and location. Um, That's like a huge why for me outside of actually the work I'm doing. So let me, let me think like, how am I feeling? I'm feeling in like the, where I am right now that I'm, I am homesick. Like it is really hard being so far from my family and friends. Um, specifically my parents are like my best friends in the world. So that's really hard. Two of my best friends are pregnant, which I shared with you before, um, with their first babies. And so I'm like dying to be there with them. Um, and the time zone is wild, like the time difference. So I'm a day ahead yeah, so what time is it there? So right now it's Wednesday, June 7th at 10 a.m. And for you, what day is it? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, June 6th at 6 p.m. Yeah. So if you think about it, like I have clients all over the world. Like I have New Zealand clients, Australia clients, all over the U.S. clients. I um, have someone in Scotland. I have, I just have people all over. So it's a lot of time zones to account for. It's actually been pretty, that hasn't been too bad. I just have a lot of early, early morning calls, but like I'm on fire in the morning. So it's not too bad. Um, but yes, I think the biggest struggle is just feeling like I miss my home. Like I miss being close to my family and it makes it hard to call them because I work in the mornings and then, you know, by the time I'm done working, um, it's usually like they're asleep because it's like 1 a.m. Um, but New Zealand. Do you guys voice know it at all? Um, yes, we do. Well, not really with my parents. I don't know if they know how to do that, but we text and like I'll FaceTime them and stuff. Um, but I voice note my friends and having a mentor, like I have a men- I'm working with a coach right now. That's been really helpful because it's like someone who can hold space for me you know, to like go through everything I'm going through with the business and in my own life. Um, that's really nice. But New Zealand is like extremely 
beautiful. Like, holy crap. The people here are super down to earth. It feels very safe here. Um, and like Luke and Luke's taking me because it's almost our birthdays. Luke is taking me on like a I little know. birthday trip um, over the weekend, not this weekend, but next for my birthday. And so we're doing things and we're getting out and that's really exciting. But I just think being so far from home for such a long time, it's just hard, you know, especially at this age. It's like, I'm not traveling. I'm like living. Yep. It's not like you're constantly doing things that are occupying your time where if, you know, we just graduated college, for example, we might be going and backpacking and like changing locations all the time, but you're actually like there living. And especially now too, because like you said, people are having kids, they're getting married. Like we're in a very pivotal time in our lives where things are changing so much, where I feel like things change now more than they ever maybe will in our lives. I don't know, that could be wrong, but you know, you get married, you have kids, you buy a house, maybe if that's your trajectory, but a lot of things like that happen for people our age. Mm. And so it feels weird being around not being around people at that time. Like I'm just putting myself in your shoes. A lot of my friends are getting engaged right now. And I was in the same state as my friend when she was getting engaged and I was at a wedding and it was like painful for me to not be there when she was getting engaged. Mm. And like, you know, I I met up with her the next day, but it was like, I, I felt physical like pain. I was like, I just need to be with my friends. So I can only imagine being that far away. Yeah. What, has there been like a big culture shock for you? I know you've been there before, but there is there like one thing that like really stands out to you that's like really different? <laughs> There's a few, but I'm going to sound yes. like a diva because I've already shared some of Let's them with hear you. It. Okay. Okay. So one thing is that you don't really use the dryer here, which I don't know about you, but like I'm using the dryer every day. I'm using the dryer every day at home. I'm drying everything. I'm drying my sheets. I'm drying my towels. I'm drying my clothes. I mean, not like certain clothes that can't go in the dryer but like I'm drying things yeah here it's frowned upon I would say like but the the tough thing is that like you want I don't like okay this is the diva part I don't like when I like hang dry my towels because then they get kind of like crusty yes and I'm a fluffy towel girl I will say that Okay. She's a fluffy towel girl, guys. Yeah, okay. I love I like a fluffy towel. So that that's been interesting. They um you don't really have at least in our house we don't and in a lot of people I know, you don't have c- central heating and cooling. So that was just that's just interesting. It's just like something I didn't expect. People Are you walk hot all the time or no? Well, it's winter now. So it's co- we're going into winter, so I have like a I have a heated blanket and I have a space heater right beside me because it it's cold. And is that weird for you? Like it being some like winter when it's yes, that, summer? that is weird. Cause I feel like I'm a summer baby, you know, but yeah. now I'm a winter one over here. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. So My hair is so weird. dark right now. Um, people walk around with their, without shoes on, which I kind of love, but like, that's weird, right? Like you go into the grocery store or gas station without your shoes on. Like that's normal that here. Makes. Yeah. That's normal here. Um, there's like a lot of random things. So when you dry your clothes, though, like, I feel when I just air dry my clothes, sometimes even those don't come out. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they're stiff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're just walking around in stiff clothes all the time? Yeah. (laughs) This shocks me about New Zealand, New Zealanders. I I don't know if everyone's like that, but at least like who I've been exposed to. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, would Lulu make fun of you if you dried your clothes? I don't think she dries her clothes. Like, maybe if it's raining, like, I'll have to ask her. But no, I don't think, no, she wouldn't dry her clothes. She's not, she doesn't this do that. sister-in-law, by the way, guys. I just. Yeah, my I'm sister-in-law. so and one of my besties. Um, yeah. No, she's she hangs her stuff. But I don't know. It's just I don't, it's just so strange. Like it's that just is tough. Like, yeah, it's tough. But it's like a you know, it's not that big of a problem. It's just yeah. I remember the first time I went to Australia. Um, it was winter and it was like freezing cold and raining. And I had been like backpacking and we were staying with like um, a family that I knew through my cousins and we they were like letting us use their washer and it was so nice because we hadn't washed our clothes in so long so we washed our clothes and I was like okay where's the dryer like that's what I'm thinking and they said that we couldn't use the dryer they didn't use the dryer unless it was like an emergency and so they had like a little clothes rack in front of a fire where we had to dry our clothes which is so nice like it's so so nice but just when you're not used to that you're like whoa anyways it took days because it was like winter and wet and cold for this to dry. And I'm like, oh my God, like how it's so good at patience, I guess. Oh, another thing. Amazon. I don't think they have Amazon here, but you can kind of order it. Kind of takes like four weeks to get here. And the shipping is usually like 10 times as much as the product. Things take so long to get here. So long. Like you have to practice so much patience, which is good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's great. That part's crazy to me because I thought Amazon was just quick everywhere in the world. I don't think they have it here. I think you might get Amazon from Australia, maybe. I'm not sure. I could be wrong about that. But like I sent one of my clients a book and it took like three weeks for her to get it. And I'm like, good Where? God. In New Zealand? I sent, she's, in New Zealand. she's in New Zealand and I sent her a book Wow. that I wanted her so to what do read. You order? Do you order things online? Not really, because I mean, sometimes I don't know. It's just, I don't do a lot. I haven't done a lot of shopping over here. The fashion is cool though. I will say that they have really cool fashion here. Um, But yeah, weird, huh? The food's great here. The food is really good. Oh, I'm jealous. I feel like a diva for saying this because I live in, I mean, I live in the United States and I live in Tampa slash St. Petersburg. But I have realized that the food here really isn't that amazing. Like, there's some good restaurants, mm. but it's not like a food city. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like a LA. Well, I don't even know. I've, I haven't been to LA in years, but like Austin, Texas is huge. I, feel I like food. New York City. love Austin, Texas food. Oh, me too. And I have not tried like one bad thing there, I, I swear. And here it feels like everything tastes bland. <laughs> I feel like my friends are going to shit on me for saying this, but oh, no. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I can't get anything that tastes similar to there or like coffee. None of the coffee tastes oh. as good as some of the Austin coffee. The coffee you here? Coffee there? Oh my God. It's elite. The coffee here, I will say, my parents came and visited over Christmas and they were like mind blown. <laughs> so the coffee is really good. Um, Luke and I were thinking about like, where do we want to end up in the world? And we're thinking possibly like St. Pete or, but now that you said that about the food, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. Um, But yeah, we're throwing around different cities and places that we need to like really visit. And anyways, but the food. Well, I think that I am an anomaly. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, it's, I take it back. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I really do because I think that there are so many people that would like argue with me. Like, mm. no, we do have good food. Like, there's some people that really love the restaurants here and like really defend the restaurants. Mm. But I think it's just because I had this like amazing experience in Austin that I came back. I mean, I recently I've been on like this conquest to find the best coffee shops and I found two that I'm like obsessed with that I'm going to like go to almost every single time mm. that are cl- really close to my house that are elite. That's the best. Finding that. I, and I think a lot of places are like coming to Tampa too. Like places are coming. To, there's this place I used to go in Columbus, Ohio and Columbus, Ohio, believe it or not, is a test market for restaurants. I don't know why, but they test restaurants there and then they like spread out to other places and they're bringing restaurants down here from Columbus. Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. My favorites. Yeah. So this is me trying to convince you now, like just going back on my word. And one of my favorites is coming to, (laughs) so you better be here for that. No, obviously I want you guys to be happy wherever you end up, but it would be really cool to be in the same place. I know. I know. It would be really, really fun. I've We're thinking about so many random places, so we just need to narrow it down. That's like down yeah. the line though. Yeah. And you don't have to be in one place for the rest of your life. You can try things out, but I know, I, I feel like I ha- could ask you so many more things, but I want to do some rapid fire before we kind of finish oh, gosh. up. Okay. So... <laughs> Hopefully this doesn't throw you for a loop. But what is your favorite comfort show? Oh my gosh. My favorite comfort show. Okay, this is going to sound really nerdy. And the only reason I'm saying this is because you said comfort. So whenever I'm really stressed or like not feeling 100% mentally, (laughs) I watch anything with Dick. David Attenborough? Is that how you say it? David Attenborough? Oh, <laughs> like, sweet man. Sweet, but sweet man. only the ocean ones. Nothing else. That would send me over the edge. I only watch the deep, preferably the deep sea. With him narrating, that is like ultimate comfort for me. It's like nothing, nothing I've ever experienced before. So. Yeah, you don't want anything to get, see anything get killed, you know? That's, yeah, that's no. All. That's all. And his voice is soothing. It like puts me to sleep. That's like an ultimate comfort show, but not like my favorite show. Just like comfort. It's truly comfort. Okay. That's, <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that, but I am so here for it. Um, okay. The next question is what's your guilty pleasure? <laughs> um, probably, probably just watching like a really good thriller and getting takeout and being like, you know, the everything shower, like doing an everything shower, getting in my robe, takeout. Luke is bringing me the takeout. So I'm like not going out. And then we're watching a thriller. Like that is my guilty pleasure. The best. Mm. When you don't have to go pick it up. Mm. Mm. Perfect. <laughs> yes. I actually ordered food before this and Daniel's picking it up at 715. So Perfect. I know it'll be waiting for me when I'm done. (laughs) That, my friends, is bliss. Yes, that is. Um, Okay, the next question is a pop culture moment that shaped you. So, like, for me, I I don't know why I keep thinking about this, but, like, the Xenon movie, that was, like, some – I don't even know if that's, like, a pop culture moment, but people have said, like, you know, Brad and Angelina breaking up and things like that. Mm. Okay, let me think about this. This is this is going to be a hard one for me. I feel like, I don't know if this was like a moment, but whenever I saw 
Britney Spears's Lucky, like heard the song Lucky and saw the music video. Do you know what you know that song? That mm-hmm. just I felt that. I felt that in my bones. I don't know why. How old was I? <laughs> and they say she's so lucky. Yes. <laughs> that is Case Guy. <laughs> that really she's shaped me. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, I love that too. Uh, do you did you ever have hit clips? Do you remember what those are? Yes. Oh gosh, I did remember have. When this. They had them at McDonald. They had them at McDonald's, and you could like go through the drive-through and get them with your Happy Meal. Yes. And there would be like a, a song of Britney Spears in the hit clip. Yes. And I thought that was the best invention that's ever come around. Honestly, it was. <laughs> it really was. That wow, that's that's a throwback for a hit no. clip. A hit clip. I mean, <laughs> you get the little boombox ones. Oh, that was the best. I know. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> the next one is, how would someone describe you if your life was a movie and you were the main character? Maybe I would think just kind of going to the beat of my own drum. <laughs> like, really just, you know, prioritizing how my life feels rather than how it looks for me. So going to yeah. maybe going to the beat of my own drum. I would agree with that. I feel like I need to not give commentary on these questions because every single time we do them, I like try to explain the person more too. Cause I'm like, I also see you as this, isn't it? Like, I think you're so bubbly and so kind and smiling and you are like oh. truly a nurturer. Like you're an angel in the human oh, form. I feel like you're maybe. such a kind human who like always is helpful to people. You're always just like a comforting person. And I feel like people can like truly be themselves around you. So that's so nice. (laughs) That's honestly so nice. Thank you for saying that. Of course. And I think you'd also beat to your own drum and you're, but you also are like unapologetic and like humble about it. Like you're not someone that's like stomping on people to get what they want. And Mm -hmm. you're just like in flow, I feel like, and just living your happiest life and like letting it reflect on other people. And I think other people are inspired by that. So that's really nice. Thank you for saying that. Of course. <laughs> um, okay. The last question is something that you're currently obsessed with. A show, a book, movie, podcast, could be food, literally anything. Okay. Currently obsessed with. I do go through like little mini obsessions. I don't know. I love right now I'm loving like a fresh sourdough bread like that's baked fresh Love that. Um, I feel like I was listening to a recent podcast that I was obsessed with, but I can't remember it. So I'll go, let's go with the fresh. Oh, yoga, hot yoga. I'm obsessed with it right now. I can't get enough of it. Hot yoga and fresh bread. <laughs> there truly is nothing better in life, is there? <laughs> I, I love sourdough. I had the best sourdough at this coffee shop um, downtown this weekend, and it was like, thick and I had this butter and like sea salt flakes and Mm. this fresh jam I was like in heaven yeah I I love some fresh sourdough so I'm obsessed with that that and hot yoga so you know bringing in that balance like the comfort it it evens evens out evens out um I love that I I want to add this to to the podcast because I feel like we talked about this a lot but we keep saying that we're manifestors. And for people who don't know what the hell we're talking about, we're talking about human design. And human design is kind of like a combination of astrology and like 
science and like a person it's almost like a personality quiz but it has like science and astrology backed I don't know Principles? am I explaining yeah yeah, yeah. Principles. and there's five categories or mm-hmm. I don't know if you call them categories types yeah types. there's um or there's I guess they call them design so it's manifester manifesting generator generator projector and reflector and yeah you can take a quiz online if you want to go to like myhumandesign.com I think it is but there's lots of videos that explain it and explain the whole chart. But K-Sky and, our, and I are manifestors, which is basically like we get the, these spurts of energy and we're like, we're the ones that like create the ideas. Mm. And then we need like lots of time in between to rest. And for me, I feel like it's hard for me to be consistent. And I always like kind of blame that on being a manifester, which kind of a lame excuse, but... But it makes sense kind of once you've learned about it. You're like, oh my God, no wonder I get these spurts of inspiration and I get everyone involved and pumped up. And then it's like, okay, I need someone else to carry this out. (laughs) Exactly. And then it falls off and you're tired and you're like, oh, I don't have the energy, Mm. (laughs) but you still want to do it. So anyways, that's what that is. So if you are interested in finding out what yours is, go look it up. Um, but Sky, thank you so much for being here. And now we're going to go, we're going to do a pod swap. So if you want to go listen to more of this conversation, listen on Sky's podcast, shout yourself out, tell us everything that you have going on right now and coming up and how people can support you. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I can't wait to continue the conversation on my side. Okay. So you can just find me. Well, I have a podcast. It's called Finding Your Power, but you can just find me on Instagram at Donner. Reach out to me if you are in a position where you're like, I need I need a little pep talk. I'm your girl. If you're like, I'm going through a big transition or I need to make a change or I'm nervous about something or just anywhere where you're like trying to bridge the gap from where you are to where you go are trying to go, reach out to me and I can send you a little voice note. But other than that, I currently have a few one-on-one spots available and a group coaching program, but you can find that all out on my Instagram if you are interested. But that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for having me. Of course. I love this. Thanks for coming on. 